0: We're back with the Step Zero podcast. I am with uh, Rebecca O'Brien. Rebecca, thank you so much for doing this and for joining the podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm very excited as well. And, and some of you might know Rebecca from uh, you know, her LinkedIn activity. That's how I came across your profile and then, and then started looking around your profile and your current um, activity and uh, you know we connected over LinkedIn like it happens with uh, with a few guests and and I was I was struck by your background and what you're currently doing so um, you know without further ado may I ask you to introduce yourself to the audience and and maybe tell us a little bit about where you come from and and, uh, and your professional background.
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So I am a stress management and burnout prevention coach. And also mindfulness instructor and nutritionist. So I helped uh, executives then, with coaching, stress management, uh, within health and wellness, of course, to really, you know focus on a sustainable health and create sustainable success, which I say, because that is burnout is too often where we see. Uh, We're pushing ourselves, you know, beyond the limits and off the edge and burnout is no joke. Of course, I know we've, we've spoken about this as well, and it's something that I've gone through. So starting wellness by Rebecca, this was a big thing for me to be able to switch, you know, switch paths because I was previously in, in corporate sales and marketing for 15 years but also to, you know, use my experience and go back to school and actually become on what I feel is my real purpose in life to help others and prevent burnout.
0: That's, yeah, and, and that's one of the reasons why I approached you in the first place, because you, you, you do come from a corporate background and a lot of mm-hmm. people like myself, you know, identify uh, or resonate with your content and with what you post on LinkedIn and on your website and, and just, you know, the overall activity that you that you currently conduct. And, yeah. and you made this switch from corporate sales environment towards a complete different area. May I ask, was this, you know, sort of like something that was boiling under the surface or did you, you know, did you need to sort of like hit this this brick wall in order to realize, okay, I want to become a coach?
1: Mm. Yeah, it was something that was boiling underneath. Um, I really believe for me personally, it was years and years because the thing with burnout is it's very different for everyone, but it's not something that comes about, you know, after working, let's say very hard for three months or six months. It's often something that is going on for a longer period of time and really accumulates with not only work but it can be on a much deeper level with you know for me personally it was relationships it was work it was not taking care of myself um you know holistically on on all levels but really on a deeper level of not healing myself and pushing you know emotions down since i was little really and and really dismissing them and not not listening to my inner, you know, inner path of or inner passion of what I really wanted to do in life. I was set on, you know, this is what it's supposed to be. You go to school, you get all these educations, go to a great company, you know, tick all the boxes and climb that corporate ladder. And some people do that. That's, you know, completely fine and and if they enjoy that then definitely um stay on that path but for me it wasn't you know i was doing the job but i wasn't happy and i wasn't connected to my true self of really thriving in what i was meant to meant to do on this earth
0: hmm, fair enough and may i ask like is it is it my business to ask like what sort of uh, symptoms you were experiencing like did they come about Uh, you know, all of a sudden, or uh, was there some sort of like alarm signal that you could have identified earlier on? Mm,
1: Yeah. I actually had a, I went to the doctors for about a year before I was diagnosed with burnout and depression. And for about a year, I had various symptoms showing up and I, I didn't know what it was. I just knew that I was a healthy 35 year old, healthy in terms of, you know, I've, I've always exercised. I've always ate very healthy, um, love taking my care, taking care of my body like that, but it wasn't on a deeper level. So for the symptoms for me, where my body was really trying to communicate with me and, and shout out that something was wrong was basically through headaches. It started, I had, you know, really bad brain fog. I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't focus. Uh, I was exhausted. I was so tired, all you know, all the time. And still sleeping okay, but something was definitely off. I had aches and pains in my body. I was very um, irritated, like snappy, uh, especially towards the end, like mood swings, and also that my hair started falling out. So it was a, let's say a combination of these symptoms Um, and going to the doctors, I, I knew that something was wrong, but I didn't really know what. And of course they were always asking me, you know, how's life? What's going on? Are you, are you stressed? Do you have kids? What is, you know, what is the relationships work life look like? And for me, since I was, it was just myself, I was, you know, I'm like, no, I'm not stressed. I've, I've everything under, under control, you know, typical perfectionist and typical, very ambitious and, um, driven, driven person that I am. I, you know, I just felt that something is off, but I'm in complete control, I'm on, the, I'm on the train, I'm on the tracks, I know exactly where I'm going. So this can't be stress. like it, it must be something else.
0: So it feels like you are almost, and I think this happened, you know, I relate to that and it probably happened to so many people. Um, you were sort of like pushing certain problems under the, under the carpet, under the rug, yeah. and, and yeah. keep pushing through what was eventually hurting you, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really ignoring that. And ignoring that for years, it really was years. Um, and just being, you know, not not happy in work and and in a in a bad relationship at the towards the very end, which I think, um, you know, was definitely something that brought on even more stress and was very toxic. But I'm thankful for that today because I also understand that. That was kind of the thing that, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back, as as they say, um, because I do believe if that hadn't happened, I would have continued on another five years and my burnout would have eventually have happened, but it would have been later and it would have been 10 times worse. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful that it happened when it did for me to really have a huge wake up and reevaluate everything in my life and and be able to choose, you know, the path and and listen to my heart and soul, what I wanted to do.
0: I appreciate you sharing this, Rebecca. I mean, I, I am sure many people will, will relate to this. And, you know, one one question that comes to mind, if, you know, in hindsight, mm. back at, you know, the way you were feeling, and like you said, it takes, it's not something that happens overnight, right? There is There's many feelings that you are kind of ignoring uh, in that in that time would you say that you know there would have been a way to maybe avoid this maybe you had a chance to um, to tackle certain issues at work maybe you could have a, you could have a, an extra talk with your manager was there anything like this that you think um, you know thinking back at what happened would have made things better uh.
1: I don't think it would have been necessarily with work because I didn't, I didn't have that connection of all of at all. And I don't think I was in that place where I would be able to go speak to my boss and they would understand. I was, you know, at a company where there wasn't great culture and there wasn't, it was toxic in itself. Um, which is one part. But for me, it was on, I think, a a deeper level of not, you know, fulfilling my needs or not healing and not taking care of myself from a younger, you know, a younger age and going through different things in my life and not healing with that. That I think was a, a huge factor, you know, with work as well and and with different things. But for me, it was definitely where I wasn't in connection with myself. Like I was, I was running around in life and just, you know, I was, I was kind of shut down. Like my, my, I was cut off from my, um, beneath my head and, and below. I was just, you know, mindset, go, go, go. But I wasn't, I wasn't really present at all.
0: Mm, makes sense. And, and from here, I mean, you know, we get to the part where you sort of bounce back, you rebuild yourself and you enter even more in the, in the wellness space. May I ask what that process looked like at the beginning? Like, how did you decide to step into, um, into the wellness space? What were your first thoughts? How did you sort of like decide, okay, I want to become a coach? Or, or did you start with formal education? Were you just reading or self-educating? How did that go?
1: For me, it was, I mean, the first six months of my burnout, I was, I was in bed, I couldn't do anything. Uh, you know, my body shut down completely. So I, I really couldn't take care of myself at all. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't eat, I couldn't walk to the bathroom, I couldn't put clothes on. So my, my parents, first of all, had to come pick me up and I had to go live with them for six months because I couldn't take care of myself um now after that after those 6 months of basically just sleeping you know 23 hours a day i was exhausted i started to come back just in terms of going through different types of therapy and and different types of healing and recovery stages in my burnout and one of the first things was just with yoga and um I wouldn't say yoga, yoga, because it was literally going into a room with a breathwork teacher. You know, um, just duvets and covers and pillows on us, and some nice, um, some nice smelling, relaxing oils, and just breathe. And we did that for for an hour. So I went from you know breathwork classes to uh, cognitive behavioral therapy to um another part of therapy where i did i did trauma healing i did another healing of a retreat and this was all kind of towards um you know taking it step by step every each day but also this is throughout a year and a half so it took me a very long time to be able to both heal, uh, in my body, but also in my mind and heal lots of things that had gone, gone in, gone, you know, happened in my life throughout 15, 20 years before. So it was a process, but definitely during that stage, it was more and more for me to see, okay, I love health and wellness. I always have. Um, I got, so much insight and knowledge and experience with, I think my own healing process that I knew immediately that I was never going to go back to work. I was never going to go back to that type of job, but it took me a while to see, okay, where, you know, where can I go to school if I want to do this? You know, where, where do I even start searching for a health and wellness coach or, or something to do with health and nutrition? But I found a school in Stockholm and I did the first year, I went back to school and did the first year as a health and wellness coach and nutritionist. And then the second year I did stress management and burnout prevention coach. And then I did uh, a mindfulness instructor for six months after that. So really along these, these lines of, you know, coming back to school and knowing. I think that itself was a healing process for me as well. When I, when I look back on it, because it wasn't that I started school day one and, and was like, I'm going to start wellness by Rebecca. It, that kind of grew throughout that period as well of, of where am I going to focus? What do I, what line of, let's say health and, and wellness, do I want to go down? Because often, you know, I love the fitness industry and and gyms and exercise and all that as well. But I knew for me it was a calling more of burnout because one of the major things uh, when I was sick was I, I had no one and I didn't know of anyone that had gone through burnout in my community, in my friends, within work, I just had no one. So I had no idea what it was and, and, and how, you know, the preventative work, the recovery work, what happens in between all the feelings and emotions you're going through. Uh, So I was very alone in that during that time. And that was the key thing that really drove me to, I, you know, I want to make sure and I'm committed now to not let another person suffer, suffer the way I did.
0: And, and that's why, you know, first of all, I find this fascinating, you know, and, and I feel like this is exactly why what you are doing is so powerful, because it's as you said, you know, like anybody who's going through that now. Who can even relate to you because of your of your professional experience you were you were in in corporate or, or you know in in, in in sales so to speak for fifteen years yeah. before before making the switch, so a lot of people will relate to this. a lot of people are going through this and unfortunately will go through this, but now they can hear your voice, they can listen to you and know that it's okay to go through a phase like this and know that recovery is absolutely possible right yeah and, uh, and, and you also touched on on something that i I feel like it's some sort of important to remark on. You said you know for you there wasn't any let's say role model back then that mm. you that you can hang on to. Was there any way anybody who advised or suggested that you start let's say a different path, a different education that uh, that you you know suggest that you went back to school uh, because it sounds like a very scary choice to do this you know uh, after 15 years of professional work to completely revamp and reinvent yourself um, and did anybody sort of help you make that decision or or was it all you
1: it was i mean it was all me in terms of i knew that i i wasn't going to be able to go back to work and i knew that i didn't want to go back to what i was doing because I knew that my heart, I, my heart wasn't there. Like that, that path was a dead end road. I I did know that. Um, I had certain, of course, discussions with my both my doctor and therapists. um, And of course they asked me, you know, bigger questions of that. So that was, that was something that really, started i think my uh my thinking process and to open up to okay maybe i'm maybe i'm gonna do something else you know what what will that be i also when i took part in a retreat just the summer before i started school that was a big factor as well because i met some people um, from stockholm they weren't necessarily in health and wellness but it just opened my eyes to the connections and what that could look like. And one of the girls there introduced me to another person that um, that was studying in Stockholm. And she said, "You know, maybe maybe you should check out this school. I really I really enjoyed it. I loved it." And I looked at it and and kind of you know went went from there. I just knew. At the time I was living in Gothenburg, you know, which is five hours away, but I kind of knew that, okay, this is, yeah, this is really, this is really something that is lighting my fire and I'm interested in and dedicated to, I want to start school here.
0: That's absolutely impressive, you know, and I say that, and I say that with the uttermost respect and admiration because i went through something similar and and every every i would say experience is different of course but i know what it means to lay in bed and not not being able to to doing anything not feeling active not feeling like you want to mingle or socialize with other people you just want you you, like you said your body shuts down you're 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 just laying there and it could take it could take months you know in my case was definitely at least three four months yeah, and, uh, and so to to bounce back and to and to start step by step, and um, and and change your, you know, change your career completely while doing so. I think um, it's very it's very unique. You read about, mm. you know, blogs and and articles about like people, uh, you know, suggesting career changes and talking about you know the 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 steps necessary to to feel good while going through a career change. But certain things you cannot really you can you cannot really talk about unless you experience it yourself and yeah. and i feel like it's um you know it's very um i guess first of all scary uh, but it's also so fascinating to have to have somebody on this podcast who, who went through that because mm-hmm. you you know you look at any motivational quote nowadays and they talk yeah. about uh, falling down and bouncing back and yeah. sure, it sounds great, but it's uh, it's uh, you know easier said than done, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, all my all my respect to you. Um, and let me let me ask you: Do you think you know? And this is of course like a million dollar question, and and I don't expect a straightforward answer necessarily. But um, do you think it's it is necessary um, to to hit rock bottom before seeing this change in ourselves? You know, like because sometimes sometimes you know that something is not right and you know that you might have to change something about, about your behaviors or about, about yourself or about your so- social circle.
1: Yeah. But
0: we have this, this um, uh, I guess, predisposition to hit rock button before making a big change. Yeah. Do you think that's necessary or is there a way to, to sort of like act before, uh, before hitting this brick wall?
1: I love that question so much. And, and thinking about it now, my, my answer, I'd love to say, you know, no rock bottom is not necessary. Um, unfortunately though, for, for me, I really think it was, it was because I needed, I needed such a huge change in my life. I don't know if I would have been able to do that or see it if this didn't happen. Because I mean, when, when this happened, yes, it, it was completely hell. I was in a very dark place. It was extremely painful to go through this, but also going through it so much happens and so much change with that where, you know you're you're you won't be stuck in it you're moving through it and you're moving through it to become a whole new you a whole new you know um person of how you lived your life before or what your um what your path was before they often say you know with burnout it's not about oh i'm going to recover and i'm just going to go back to my old job because you can't you know you can't heal in the same place where the sickness or what where that was caused you definitely move on from that and i really believe going through something like this you also grow into and blossom as a whole new person like i honestly feel, and I say this a lot, that I was, you know, I got a second chance in life of almost being reborn in that sense of during that year and a half and, and even recovery time after that, you know, um, because burnout takes a very long time to recover from. It can be years and it's not always you recover 100%. But it's such it's such a life change where you know you it's a it's a shakeup where it rocks your world in the most positive way even even if you are going through hell during that time. It just opens up to massive massive changes in terms of. Um, you know relationships and friends and workplace i changed everything and and did significant changes in how i'm living each day in life and and what my habits are and my peace and peace of mind and freedom that i have now is just it's like night and day
0: And, you know, and and eventually this, among other things, led to wellness by Rebecca, right? Like you said, it wasn't necessarily something that you set out to do at the start. You didn't know that this change would eventually translate into wellness by Rebecca, but here we are and you have, you know, you have a successful activity. Can we talk about that specifically? What is wellness by Rebecca about? Why is it different maybe or similar to to other, um, let me call them wellness and coaching practices?
1: Mm, yeah i mean with with my program, I started this method you know it's it is based around my experience itself, but also working with clients and looking to what is you know what do we need for this change and what do we need to prevent um burnout but more importantly, reduce stress and live a healthy life where you are holistically connected and happy mind, body, soul. Because I really believe it's not, you know, everything is combined. It's not just one thing. Um, and with these four steps, it it really starts with self-awareness. And that's why I call step one, you know, self-mastery because it starts with you and it is, there is inner work and it's not always, you know, it's not always going to be pink clouds and rainbows but you are able to really look at your thoughts, emotions and behaviors and observe them and start to become, you know, identify them but also change them. And it's about taking back control in your day-to-day life to build and create a sustainable foundation. Um, of yourself and your, you know, values and goals, your beliefs, you know, what are your strengths and weaknesses? What are you doing on a day-to-day basis now to really reflect on the bigger questions of happiness and why, and, and look at, you know, your life in terms of, are you living you know are you living each day with alignment with yourself or are you fighting something and trying to you know push down emotions or ignore them dismiss them it really starts with you and with this you know the the four steps that i created with this of course next followed powerful mind and mindfulness because mindfulness is such an amazing, amazing practice and really uh, based around stress, stress reduction and can really help that and support that. But Powerful Mind, you know, is, as you know as well, we have mindset and positive thinking and, and attitude, but really what helps it with mindfulness is bringing everything back to the present moment and not feeling stuck in the past um, or having anxious thoughts and living, you know, living in the future or worrying about the future of really opening your eyes and living in moment to moment, each and every day, each and every hour here and now. Cause there's so much friction and pain going on of the past of what is, you know, many people living in, regret and what has happened there or you know something that has followed them and they have not healed from that or they're living in you know the future and very anxious about that and go into um, you know chaos and and automatic thoughts of worry and desperation and worst case scenario So it's really really important to practice that mindset of mindfulness and and the present moment here now and then third thirdly i mentioned habits before you know and one of the steps in the program which is the third step is high performing habits and i truly believe in especially with burnout now habits and the and the small practices that you do each and every day You know, we can break them down to with sleep and nutrition and exercise. Um, All these, you know, choices that you're making are either going to elevate your mind and body and support you in your well being, or they're going to hold you back and really just really, you know, make things more difficult you know how are you feeling if you're living on five hours of sleep and not taking care of your body and eating junk food i really believe in you are what you eat and habits is also it's creating you know a sustainable sustainable health to your path and your goals of what you what you want in life and what you're striving for and then, of course, unbreakable boundaries, which is the fourth step. And this is a huge one as well when it comes to our stress or anxiety. But most importantly, burnout is a lot of us lack boundaries. And I did also, for one, I was I was really bad at this before. Um, and I think I can see the paths and decisions now, if I reflect on it, how that, you know, um, how that really had a significant part in in my burnout. And this is a step of looking at, you know, your personal limits and your personal limits and your self-care and your relationships around you setting boundaries is, you know, that's a foundation again with yourself and stepping into your own empowerment of saying, you know, being able to say no to things and not have guilt with that, being able to really respect your time and freedom and focus on what's truly important to you. Because mm-hmm. with this, you know, with this step of of learning by learning to say no, you're really saying yes to yourself. And it's so important with boundaries, both in work and relationships and, and, you know, these can, go over emotionally and mentally and, and resources and time. But being able to say no and be fine with that and focus on yourself and put yourself first, That that's one thing I've discovered just working with my clients is a huge case where their energy is is just deflating and going out the window because they're putting everyone else first and then themselves last.
0: I, I really see how this makes at least to me a lot of sense. And you know just to recap, we spoke about these four steps being self-mastery, powerful minds, high performing habits, and unbreakable boundaries. Yeah. You see them being um you know subsequent steps. Like is there any, let's say uh, taking care of uh, of uh, saying no and saying yes to yourself before you even uh master your self consciousness so to speak like or 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 do you see these steps as being um, sort of like positioned in an in hierarchy where you first start always with self mastery and then you move on to the next steps
1: great great question uh definitely with it starts with you when it starts with self mastery and getting um those foundations and um let's say a ground for yourself in connection of your mind and body that communication is core and and knowing yourself is definitely number 1 of really being self you know having your self awareness and having that to be the communication so clear then when you when we do move on you know my program is is 12 weeks when we do move on from that yes i think powerful mind is is definitely something on its own and very important to have a mindset and attitude and and practices in place um you know we I'm very conscious of not overwhelming anyone that already is, you know, exhausted. They feel they're on the verge of burnout. They're stressed. They're irritated. They're in aches and pains. So it really is then putting in, you know, it's not going to be 20 new habits. You need to do these right here. Now it's going to be very, um, very small shifts, but significant changes where you can introduce habits that will support you again um, during what you love and what brings you joy, but also in the foundation of course of sleep and exercise and healthy foods. But after that then of course unbreakable boundaries um, can really take place and set them where you believe in them self because it is you know boundaries are a form of self-care, self-love and self-respect
0: it it makes a lot of sense and you know let me say i really resonate with this sort of structure and you know to me specifically building better habits around um you know sleep nutrition and exercise mm. sort of like it's like you said you know it changes i, I went from literally from night to, to day in my, yeah. in my in my own being you know and i, I can yeah. definitely recommend everyone to have have a better look at this and there is one sentence that i found on your website that i had to write down because i found it very very true and and um, and interesting and it goes like your desire for more isn't selfish you deserve a life of peace joy fulfillment and success and i think i think this is exactly what it is you know sometimes we've, we've spoken about you know feeling guilty or 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 Um, sort of like looking what's wrong in the way we do things or why, why us, why are we going through this? And, uh, Mm. uh, but this is not, this is not how things should be. You know, we deserve, Mm. and and, you know, to anybody who's listening this, um, we, and you deserve uh, to feel better. You deserve to live at your, your maximum potential. And I feel like you can, you know, definitely help people, um, get there by first being aware of their of their limitations of their own yeah. potential as well. Um, yeah. Let, let me let me ask you, and you know we're approaching the end of our conversation, unfortunately. Uh, but you know, what would be, let's say, or or let me let me say, let me put it this way: Would there be an ideal client profile? Is there anybody <clears throat> with uh, uh, any profile, professionally speaking, let's say, who would? Um, benefit the most by approaching you um do they need to have let's say a specific background Uh, do they need to be prepared somehow or is it open to any sort of profile
1: my ideal client um here is and these are these are the ones that i have worked with in the past as well and often those that come to me are um you know very ambitious they have um, their goals and success, you know they they have tried different things and have not found something that is working, but they are also already experiencing uh, some symptoms. And it's typical this person of who is, you know they find themselves a perfectionist, they find themselves, running where they don't have enough time. They don't have enough energy. They're not feeling 100% themselves. And, and this is the thing often with, you know, either if it's a type personality or, um, not necessarily that you need to know exactly what you are, but that is a big factor in driving with these ambitious people. As I know myself, you know, we're on the train and we don't have time for anything else, you know, except our career. And what happens is, you know, our relationships take uh, a beating, perhaps from that, or, or, you know, our re- closer relationships with husband, wives, family, you know, kids. That is suffering. Time is suffering from you, where you are not feeling fulfilled, and you definitely want you know a a different perspective in life and want to experience a different life just like you said you know with what's on my website that you deserve you deserve to live with peace and with joy you know um and fulfilled in everything you're doing in life because you we only live once
0: absolutely um... Rebecca, what's the best way to reach out to you? You know, let's say somebody is listening to this and is is highly interested in knowing more. uh, How can they get in touch with you?
1: You can reach me on uh, LinkedIn, like we were saying there before. Uh, My website, Wellness by Rebecca. Um, All my social media platforms, I keep them the same as well, you know, with Instagram, LinkedIn, Wellness by Rebecca there as well. Or you can just email me, at info at wellness
0: rebecca i wish you the you know the the great success i i hope that uh, you know people who tuned into this uh, this episode will want to know more and reach out to you and uh, and certainly i hope that we can do this again maybe check back in with you in a few months and uh, and go for why not a second chat
1: Yes. Yes. I'd love to. I'd love to. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. And I really, really enjoyed the conversation today. Thank you.
0: Same here, Rebecca. Thank you so much.